perfect pitch podcast i am so sorry i have spent the entire autumn and early winter working incredibly hard on a couple of projects uh, soon to be announced and i've neglected the perfect pitch situation but for that i have a special special christmas corker for everyone i don't know if one says corker but i'll say it um it's marcus axe from the bamberg symphony orchestra the chief executive who gives amazing advice and a great insight into his career. I hope you enjoy it. He's one of my favourite people to interview, for sure, to date. Have fun and happy holidays if I don't speak to you beforehand. Bye. I am with Markus Axt, um, who is the manager of the Bamberg Symphony Orchestra. Would you say it like that? Maybe chief executive chief executive, whatever. Yes. It's called intendant in German. <laughs> so my podcast is a little bit around uh, the industry and what people do in the industry and how they got there as well. So the first question I have, if someone asks you at a party, what do you do? What is your elevator pitch? <laughs> <laughs> and assuming they don't know anything about classical music. <laughs> well, usually I say I, I'm working for, for a good orchestra. In the management. Yes. I don't say what I do exactly, but I say, look, it's it's one of the most fascinating jobs in that business. <laughs> <laughs> do they ask you normally more or do they then run off? Well, no. <laughs> depends. No, they ask more, of course. Yeah. And sometimes, well, it depends where, where you are and, and what you are talking about. Either they know about Bamberg Symphony or they don't if you are abroad. Mm-hmm. And that's quite interesting. So maybe you start to talk about half an hour or so about the history of what we're doing. <laughs> yes. So let me start from the beginning. Um, where where did you grow up and how did you get in contact with classical music? Oh, I grew up in a, in a mini small village in, uh, in Bavaria, in the Bavarian forest. Mm-hmm. 900 people and... Uh, no music around. <laughs> that was my childhood. A very, very nice, very, you know, this ideal childhood uh, playing in a small village with lots of nature around you. And so that was nice. And somehow, when I was eight, we came into a bigger city and we came into contact with music at church with. Uh, uh, flutes, <laughs> playing mm-hmm. flute, uh, not rehearsing, uh, uh, but uh, somehow uh, getting through, and the teacher uh, was fine with this as well. So somehow uh, my parents thought, okay, he's, he's a bit talented, so let's mm-hmm. do something more. And then I wanted to play violin. I don't know why, but I wanted to play violin. Started quite That's not late. an easy instrument to, mm, <laughs> to <no>. pick. <laughs> Starting age 10 or so, so far too late for a mm. serious career, which I didn't know at the time, of course. So I played a little bit of violin, I played in the, in the orchestra in school, I played in an amateur orchestra outside uh, during my spare time, and somehow uh, got uh, touched and, and, and absorbed with this music world. And then I wanted to... Um, do my abitur also mm. with music. As the A-levels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the A-levels. Then I got, went into a musical uh, grammar school in Nuremberg. Oh, wow, yeah. I had to get up early, early, like six o'clock every morning to go there. That's already train. quite a commitment. <laughs> and yeah, well, <laughs> I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. 
And yes, no, this works very well. So, uh, and, and I wanted to be a music teacher, in fact. That was oh, the really? first thing. Oh. Because I had good music teachers. Mm. I think that was what, what, what tore me into this world of music. Mm. Re- really great personalities of music teachers who showed their love and their fascination for music. Mm. And so I wanted to be as, as they. Um, f- to be a music teacher in Bavaria, you need to be to play at least two instruments. And really? you need to oh. be as good as for a, an instrument a, a, a study course. So that was, I, I told you, I started too late playing violin. Mm. I didn't have the technical ability. And my music teacher, the one, the best one, she said, why don't you try musicology? I oh, think you yeah. could do this. So I looked around a little bit and, and found a very good course in Bayreuth. Mm-hmm. Musicology, theatre, of course, opera, musical mm. theatre, a little bit of German literature as well. And this was my serious study without knowing what, what to do afterwards. And the professor said, you know, this is a study where you don't have a guarantee for a job somewhere, mm. but the good ones will get a job. Mm. And yeah, and I didn't want to stay at the university, so I tried lots of things. Uh, How was Bayreuth as a city to live in as a student? As a student, it was fun. Well, everybody in, in, in the music world says, oh, Bayreuth, oh, festival, mm, oh, you're in mm. the middle of musical uh, 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 development. And it's not like this. There's two Bayreuths. There's mm. one in August, which is Wagner, and then there's another one in uh, from September through July, <laughs> which, which is quiet. <laughs> is, is very silent mm. and very small and... Uh, the university was a campus university, so mm. no students in the city center, but oh, everybody wow. yeah. on the campus. So we had like a parallel life for mm. students. We had our own parties. We had our own things there, which was okay for students. We mm. drove a lot outside to see concerts, operas, performances, ballets. We Where would you go? Would you go to, to Munich? Munich, to yeah. Berlin, to Frankfurt? Everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Because you don't see anything in Bayreuth, you mm. don't have the chance. And uh, I and I went to Bologna for one year to study mm. there, which was really fascinating because I spent nearly the whole year in the opera house in Bologna. Oh, really? Extreme. I love Bologna and the food. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and and that was, was it very good. different in Bologna, the kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, industry it, side it was, of it? it was Completely. It was the the you know looking into the Italian system mm. during the time when the opera houses still were those legendary opera houses. Uh, uh, Umberto Eco was having lectures at the wow. university, yeah. so I went to one of his uh, lectures. I didn't understand a word, but he just looked at him. Yeah, I just looked at amazing. And and. Bologna was very leftist, very, mm. very uh, Marxist in the student. Uh, so so uh, uh, every year when the opera season would start, uh, there were protests of the students against this. <laughs> <laughs> 
opera <laughs> audience with all their 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 um, um, uh, jewels around the neck and so on. And I was I was a bit torn. Should I protest with my fellow students or should I just go and, <laughs> and go into my place in the opera house and listen to the premiere? Uh, that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could now imagine. nowadays it's totally different in Italy. They, it's they, changed yeah, a lot. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have abolished a lot of the culture, a lot of. Uh, also, Bologna is no longer this this free and liberal uh, leftist place mm, that it used mm, to be. Mm. But the food still is good. The food is still good. <laughs> <laughs> the politics. No, it's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you came back after that, and then I came back after that. I did uh, like a master thesis. What did you do that in? In um, that was opera. That was baroque opera. A comparison of of two. Operas with the same libretto from Metastasio, something Jesus. very, very technical, very, very theoretical, but somehow interesting because uh, to do this, I, especially in Italy, I went into the old libraries and looked into this mm. 17th century books oh, and so on, yeah. which was amazing to, to get into a yeah. topic like this very deeply. But I also knew that I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, mm, mm. sitting in libraries or having lectures or things like this. So I had, uh, during the university, I did lots of freelance works or uh, volunteer uh, works mm. or internships, things like to, to just to try out what could fit. Mm. I did journalism, I did opera, Direction. I even did uh, uh, directed an opera at the university. Really? Oh wow! Right on the campus. Yeah. Which one? It was Gluck, Orpheus, and Eurydice. Oh. <laughs> and that was artistically a disaster because it didn't really have ideas about how to stage an opera yeah. like this. But we sold it out twice. Oh my god! <laughs> And, so yeah. you found your vocation. And we <laughs> I can sell anything. <laughs> and we got good reviews in the press, which I was a bit ashamed of <laughs> because I wasn't happy with the staging. Uh, but yeah, this this to uh, this told me a lot. It told me that I can work in organizations mm. backstage. I'm uh, into this music business, cultural management. I'm very interested mm. in this. I'm I, clearly good at it. <laughs> I'm clearly good at it. I can handle. Uh, complex projects with lots of people mm. uh, around and busy. Mm. I can somehow lead them and guide them to a mm. process. Mm. And um, yes, that that was very, very... And also it was funny because you needed to be creative to to get this done. We had... The, the performance was in the Audi Max. Mm -hmm. Of the op of the university, so we had to create uh, an official, uh, say, a seminar mm. to do this in order to get the Audi Max uh, for free ah, for yeah. rehearsals yeah. and the performance. We had to flirt with the technicians to mm. get all the technique you need, all the all the lightings and stuff. Yeah, uh, and I, I even got a key for the Audi Max. <laughs> you did something very well. <laughs> Do you still have it? That's the no, 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 okay. no. And think, so, so you, you you learn that in order to to get a project on, you, you need to think out of the box. Mm -hmm. You need to see how can I 
manage, how can I work with the, with the circumstances and move them and create them so that we, we are able to create and mm. success. That mm. was really, really, really interesting. Oh, wow. So what, what was the first step from after your master thesis and going into work? That was festival, mm. starting during the, uh, still during the university with the youth festival in Bayreuth. Ah, okay, yeah. Where I worked for four or five years, different mm. positions, so I learned how our festival would mm. go. Mm. And then I went to the Schleswig-Holstein Festival ah, yeah. for two summers, assisting in, in, in uh, lots of projects that were around, uh, mm. organizing exhibitions, organizing diplomatic uh, things around, mm -hmm. uh, taking care of special artists, uh, uh, assisting the... the Intendant, mm -hmm, who was uh, Franz Willnauer at that mm -hmm, time, mm -hmm. the old famous, uh, yes, he was very famous uh, old professional boy. <laughs> Did you have uh, any mentors at the time who already were helping you to develop or did you kind of, were you going about it in your own way to a degree? I had some mentors. I had uh, Sissi Tammer, who is mm -hmm. uh, the director of the Youth Festival in Bayreuth. I had then Franz Willner for mm -hmm. a long time. I'm still very uh, familiar and friendly with him and seeing mm -hmm. him once a year or so. And two, two or three other persons in the business mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. I can just call if I have a question and, and they, they, would, yeah. they would tell me the truth. Well, that's Which good. is really, really important and helpful. So how did you get into managing an orchestra in the sense of what was the progression into, into yeah. that? Well, that, was, that uh, still took a little bit of time because mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. the Schleswig-Holstein Festival, I went with Franz Willnauer to, to establish the Beethoven Festival in Bonn. Ah, wow. Okay. So to reinvent it from scratch... Oh, amazing! Uh, yeah. Very, very amazing. Starting just just us two with uh, wow, with one office, know. and then uh, uh, hiring a proper staff, mm. and then building up a three or four week festival with eighty concerts. Wow! Every yeah. season, and my my. my, my, my my job was what was it called director of artistic planning also. Oh, so okay. I did all yeah. the organizational thing and some artistic things as well mm. very very interesting what five you, years what did you mostly learn there was it probably also the mix of politics involved to a degree not yet I learned how to how to run a festival mm. from scratch to, from scratch <laughs> every year and also I learned how to, I learned to Uh, rules in, in uh, cultural management too are uh, very funny and somehow they are true which Franz Willenauer told me yeah. uh, one is from the physics and the other is a card game uh, rule Okay. and the one in physics is called uh, where there is one body in space there can't be another one at the same time Ah, okay. Which is interesting for yeah. festival, for disposition, things, you know, ah, it's, okay. it's true. And sometimes you come to a point, you say, oh, yes. And then the other oh, one wow. yeah. is called, in German, it's called Obersticht unter. Uh, I yes. don't know if you can translate Oh, it. God, I have to think about that. But the top, I think there's a top trump versus, uh, yeah. But I'll think about that one and add it and, in. <laughs> and you think, oh, that's, that's easy. But then the, the, the difficult thing is, You have to know if you are over or under. Good if point. You are upper or lower. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. this changes in every relation you have. Good point. Yes. 
And this is something which really reflects me every day, more or less, yeah, yeah. in this business. Because it's not a business like, like you know, uh, you have goods, where, warehouse goods, also mm. you have a mm. certain price, you know the price, you know mm. the amount, you know, uh, or like, like at the stock exchange, there is prices who, which yes. move up and down, but more or less you know where you are. Yeah. In yeah. arts you don't know, because you love this artist, for reasons, for personal mm. reasons. Mm. Somebody else loves another one. So the market price is very, is, is very different. Yeah, and sometimes you want this artist mm. and you know you are weaker in that relationship, mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. One month later, you can be the stronger one. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I'd never thought about that. It's, it's, it's very, very hard to know where you are. But yeah, if you know yeah. it, the negotiations are much it can easier. Help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting point. Yeah. I think it's also because our industry is much more about passion and emotions involved. It's mm -hmm. not that easily quantifiable than just to say profit loss, there you go. <laughs> no, but if you break it down to this, it's interesting how it works. Because it's a market that doesn't follow any of the rules that you no. have in, in, in the markets normally. <laughs> if you know anything <laughs> about maths, our industry is already broken. Oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, so you did so, Beethoven Festborn for five years? For five years, then uh, a new boss came, Ilona Schmiel. Yeah. So I worked with her for two more years, learned more about programming with her because mm. she, she mm. encouraged me to really do crazy programs, interesting oh, projects, really? to yeah. look outside the, 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 the box and, and to, to include artists from, from different spheres. And so, so that was mm. really, mm. really interesting. And then one of my mentors came. Mm -hmm. And said, "Oh, I, I have an interesting idea for you because you you are doing this now seven years, and I think you need to do something new and mm -hmm. something else to to grow." And he said, "There's an orchestra in Bamberg, and they are looking for a new manager, mm -hmm. a newly created job which wasn't there before. So, are you into this?" And I said, "Oh, I never worked for an orchestra. I just experienced those orchestras during the festival, coming, which, but, coming yeah, and, yeah. and so on. So you have a certain Basic overview and so yeah. on." And I thought, well, well, why not try it out? And uh, I went there. Did a decent job, I think. Mm -hmm. What was your role there back then already? It was it was planning, mostly planning, touring, planning, planning of the services, of the schedules, and also a certain um, responsibility for the players. Okay. Mm -hmm. Personal planning mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. So that was something totally different mm -hmm. in a way, but very challenging and, and, and interesting. Also mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. And three years later, there came a, a call from Berlin Philharmonic that they need somebody in their department. I should just go there and, and present myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was a little bit like, oh, because in my private life, it didn't work. My wife was just being, uh, uh, had found a job near Bamberg. We, oh, we were, yeah. you know, this kind of uh, living together apart for, for five or six or seven mm. years. And she mm. just found a job and it was so perfect in Bamberg. And then there was a call from Berlin. I thought, oh, Berlin. You can't really say no, but on You can't <laughs> say no, of course. But on and on so I said, okay, I'll, I'll go there and talk to them. And I talked to them and that 
felt very good and sounded very good. And I mm. talked to Simon Rattle, and, mm. and, and, and <laughs> in that moment, I knew, okay, Damn it. I have to do this. <laughs> I simply have to do this. How did you make that work? Because that's a big commitment then. So you moved to Berlin. I moved to Berlin. Did your wife come along? Or did yes. She, oh, she oh, so she's a nice we wife. had a baby, which solved that one problem. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so we, we uh, were a little family in Berlin then. And yeah, five years with Simon, oh, wow. which uh, mm-hmm. on a job where I learned how to how to run an orchestra mm-hmm. and how to do intelligent programming. What was your day to day job like at the Berlin Phil? So it was all the planning for all tours, all mm-hmm. negotiations, all negotiations with the conductors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Including Simon? Also you no, well Simon, Simon knows what contract. he wants. Yeah. Um, but also uh, programming for guest conductors. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and Simon's ideas and, 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 and uh, perspectives was what I really was absolutely thrilled about mm-hmm. this. And in that, uh, during that five years, we had this big tour to Australia, mm-hmm. We had uh, the St. Matthew Passion mm. uh, staged by Peter Sellers, which the orchestra somehow didn't really support. And, and Simon, yeah, yeah. Simon uh, wanted to do this and told me, look, this is what we will do. And so it was somehow, it was my job to, <laughs> to, to make this happen oh and God. put it into the schedule. In the end, everybody says, of course, that was our idea and that was very good. Yeah. And I was very, very, very happy about this and very mm. lucky mm. to be there at this. At this I can time. imagine. Yeah. I think it's a very different organization now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and yeah, five years, which is enough mm. for being number two in in the management of the number one world-class mm. orchestra. Mm. So you need to be number one somewhere. In, yeah. somewhere else. And somewhere else was Bamberg again, mm. which I didn't... Well, didn't guess about because you know normally you don't return back to the same. To the same. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the the job description was very thrilling here at that mm. moment, and and yeah, no, I'm here for five years, and I have five more signed, and 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 Jakub Rusha has eight more to go because mm. it's so exciting what we have to do mm. in the next years. Can you explain a little bit what you what happened when you started and how much you were given the opportunity to also maybe change some structures or a little bit inside uh, from a management perspective, what you've achieved in that sense? Is that easy to? <laughs> well, it's it's easy because it's it's uh, lots of things that you really can see at first glance. We mm. have a new chief conductor after Jonathan not mm. left after 16 years uh, of tenure and uh, 650 concerts or so, which, you know, everybody needed a change yeah. after this time. And it was a very important process to find somebody to, to get into these footsteps and, and, yeah, and yeah. create even bigger footsteps. And somehow we, we, we managed to find the, the most interesting conductor mm. on the planet in mm. this age at the moment, which is Jakub Hoscher. And, and he, he uh, 
fell in love with Bamberg and, and uh, the orchestra fell in love mm. with him and uh, this is still the case in year number three. So that was a, a obviously very well done job. Mm. Also we, we, we created some stability money-wise in support from the from mm. the ministry, from the state of Bavaria, from mm. the, the government of the city of Bamberg and so on and so on. This is a big and standing support from the politicians now. That's also quite unique because as well. yeah. they see that that uh, artistically it's running well. Mm. And then we have good full books of invitations worldwide mm. for touring, which wasn't there when I started. Mm. Mm. And always, you know, in, with the transitional change of the conductor, you have you there's a stop in invitations because everybody is waiting and say okay let's wait and see whom they choose and if this will be a good combination and so on and, and the business is running four years ahead so you have a gap in the planning somehow but we're over this gap and we've, we've filled the gap with very serious things with yep. uh, a tour yep. with Herbert Blomstedt who is our honorary conductor another tour with mm. Christoph Eschenbach who is the next honorary conductor um Yes, and we created some nice documentary things like a crazy book with yes. photographs and texts about Bamberg Symphony with a very nice uh, CD box compilation about 70 years of history, old recordings, even older recordings from uh, 1940s from Prague where the orchestra originally came from. And uh, yeah, we, we, we discovered a little bit of the history mm. anew and... and, and uh, tried to tell this crazy story again, mm. which has been forgotten during the last decades or so. Mm, true, yeah. It's got a very so unique... So that's, the, yeah. that's the, the, the big things that we worked mm. on. And mm. I did a little bit of change, personal uh, change in the management team, mm. transition, some people who uh, retired during that time, so mm. you need to to distribute the workload differently. You, we still need to work with a very uh, small team, far smaller than any that other is, orchestra yeah. in yeah. the market. We only have 10 or 11 people in the management here for that orchestra with 100 concerts wow. every yeah. year and 110 musicians. That Near is the Philharmonic yeah. was 109, so... <laughs> <laughs> We've got impressive. some time to go. Summer. Yeah, but, but we are in a good way, yes. And where do you see your future going? What's your future? Well, or is that hard to say? <laughs> Should I ask no, you? No, it's five not years? hard to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm here in Bamberg and I'm totally happy in Bamberg. Mm, mm. And this will last a long time. I don't know Imagine. how long, but it will last a long time. Yeah. At a certain point, everybody will feel we need something else. Mm. And I think I will need something completely different again, which may be a concert house mm. or a festival again. Mm. Mm. No other orchestra because I, I got two of the best and now. Wonder, <laughs> most wonderful orchestras. Yeah, yeah. So I don't need another one. Oh. <laughs> and um, what would you give someone advice who would like to go into orchestra management or your type of position in the long run who has that? What would you be... What would be a modern day advice on their career transition? What should they do? Which jobs should they do? I think you should try and find mentors. 
firsthand, mm. people who whom you can trust and who can tell you advices, who can also show you where to go. Mm. And I think you need to start at the big players. Mm. You point. know, if yeah. you if you start with a little chamber orchestra and then you go to another a little bit bigger chamber orchestra and then you go to a C or D class a mm. big orchestra and then you go to a B class which is sometimes the way you will never reach world class true it's going to take a long time it's going to take a long time <laughs> and of course yeah, of course you know yes there are not so many jobs in the world class uh, positions that's clear but um if I, I, I'm always looking, if, if we are headhunting, if we are looking for mm. young persons and so we are looking who is burning with passion. Mm. And mm. there's not so many. But if you show that you're burning with passion, that you're, you're happy to work and, and for the music mm. day and night, literally, sometimes work-life balance comes in, but that's at a later point. So yeah, it's, that's now my problem. Yeah, but yeah. I'm 20 years in the business. <laughs> You're allowed to. <laughs> I'm allowed to. Uh, and if you show this passion, mm. you will get support. Yeah, that's true. I also wonder, but I like that about you, your door's always open. So you have a very yeah. good mindset on letting anyone pitch your ideas to a degree, unless they're too crazy, uh, and being open-minded towards giving them a chance. And I think sure. that's quite rare for, for a senior manager in our industry. So that makes you quite unique. <laughs> okay, thank you. Well, thank you very much. I think I've got everything I need. <laughs>